0: Well, I can't wait for the Cliff's Steve Notes uh, short version uh, synopsis uh, of what you're going to be reading and learning and researching. You'll be waiting a while, almost as long as it took you to get that out. (laughs) So rude! (laughs) I want to go back and change my memories. This is Mike And this is Steve And we don't know what we're doing After a long time Yes, it's, I don't want to Seven months Yeah, yeah. I you said
1: six I think seven Whatever Anyway, this is our we're podcast back. We're back And this is our podcast where we explore different topics or ideas that we don't know a whole lot about And we dig into them to learn more
0: And what are we learning more about this week?
1: Well, let's start with a story, Mike Okay So earlier today I asked you about a quote from one of your favorite movies. Scary movie. Right. The gold standard of comedy from the year 2000.
0: <laughs> Which is 21 years ago. Because we're old. it's crazy.
1: Yes. So in this movie, there's a big famous scene where they are parodying the other famous movie, The Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. And Marlon Wayans is cold and he's shivering and you see breath coming out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And a la Haley Joel Osment. Right. And he pulls the blanket down off of his face. And I asked you earlier today, when he does that, what's the line that he says? And you said, I see white people. Right. Because that's a whole like joke about the sixth sense and white people. Mm-hmm. However, that's wrong.
0: Which kind of threw me because I was like, wait, are you sure? Wait. Right. No, I remember it that because... That's, right. You know, I've the seen the movie so many times. Right, like, and
1: the joke doesn't make sense unless he says, I see white people. Yes. Otherwise, he's just directly quoting the sixth mm-hmm. sense. Well, it turns out a lot of people remember it wrong.
0: See, like, so I was not wrong. You were not wrong. I'm... I actually remember it that way, too. Aha. You didn't admit this to me earlier. No, I didn't. Ah, oh. Dark secrets revealed. <laughs>
1: so this, uh, this kind of false memory is... ...is an example of something that's now being called the Mandela Effect. Ooh, it's kind of spooky sounding. It is. Doesn't it sound ominous? It does. Yeah. Not the Mandela Effect, which I keep seeing no. when I look at the words. No. Mandela. Okay. Very different things. The so person. We'll, yes, okay. which we'll get into.
0: Okay, so what is it?
1: Well, it's sort of a spinoff of what science calls false memory. And a false memory is basically... Anytime a person has some kind of a recollection of something happening that didn't happen, Mm -hmm. or sometimes it's a recollection of something happening a certain way that's
0: different from how it actually happened. Gotcha. So this is like when I thought, when I was in Little League, I was real, real good, and then my mom and my grandma were like, "Mm, actually, mijo, maybe not.
1: I think the difference here between a regular false memory, like Mm -hmm. your Little League story, which is delightful, (laughs) is that the Mandela effect really refers to when a lot
0: of people have the same false memory. Okay. So not like my grandma and my mom having the correct memory, and I did not. Right. Wrong. Right. (laughs)
1: Okay. So in 2013, uh, Nelson Mandela died. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Yes. Okay. A big, deal. big world event, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when he died, a woman named Fiona Broom, uh, she is a self-proclaimed paranormal researcher. She's written a bunch of kind of self-published books mm-hmm. about many different kinds of paranormal topics. Okay. So after Nelson Mandela dies, she has this very vivid memory of him dying previously in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And she's quoted as saying... I thought I remembered it clearly, complete with news clips of his funeral, the mourning in South Africa, some rioting in cities, and the heartfelt speech by his widow. So she has these distinct memories of this happening, you know, at the time, 20-something years earlier in the late 1980s. Okay. So she didn't think much of it at the time, but time goes by and she finds out that soon she finds other people also have the same memory of him dying in the 80s with really similar details. That they remember as well. So she started to blog about it and coined this term the Mandela Effect, named after Nelson Mandela. I wonder why she didn't call it the Broom Effect. That's a good question,
0: actually. Like, why wouldn't she call it after herself? I guess she's not really that famous. And yeah. so he was a bigger name.
1: Yeah. And I guess hmm. it does point to, like, a distinct moment in time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's where the term comes from. And since then, this has been brought up online to show a lot of examples, which we'll dig into in a minute here. But most of the reasons that people give around how we come across these are either conspiracy theories or, you know, not scientifically proven paranormal stuff. Hmm. Gotcha. So things like parallel universes or time travel or things like that, even more sinister stuff like the government is going in and changing things. That's where the conspiracy theory part comes in. And like we're in a simulation. Yeah. Like there's a glitch in the matrix. That term yeah. comes up a lot. Yeah. There totally is. <laughs> All right. So what are some other examples of this Mandela effect, Mike?
0: So I found a bunch of them. But okay. I want to start off with uh, one that we actually discussed I think last year. Ooh, a callback. A callback. Okay. We were watching Big, the movie Big. Yeah. And it ended, and I was like, hey, Steve, do you remember the alternate ending where Susan, um, she goes back to the fairground, and I don't think you see that part, but basically, you see her in uh, the classroom next to Josh, and like they have a conversation, but it's totally her. So it insinuated that she went to the Zoltan machine, uh, wished to be little, and then she was like in the classroom with him. She yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, so I was looking this up. I remember looking it up forever. I was like, I know it's happened. Like, I saw it. You know, maybe it was one of the home versions or uh, syndicated versions. Okay. Uh, They show on TV. I was like, I swear, I know this. Okay. This happened. I've seen it. All right. Couldn't find it anywhere. The only trace that I found or any like hint of that actually happened mm-hmm. was someone said oh i think this was only in the new zealand edition or it was shown in new zealand or the uk interesting so kept looking went down a i re- revisited that search earlier Yeah, was looking 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 some people said again like oh yeah it was in the new zealand uh, release uh uh-huh. nothing um there was nothing there there were people from the uk saying nope never seen it there were other people saying oh yeah i had the dv i had the v- vhs but I look. I can't find it. Or yeah, yeah. So there's no real concrete evidence that that actually happened, but I remember it. And you found other people on the internet also talking uh, yep. about it, and there were other people talking about it. They're like, "Oh, I swear that I saw it." So yeah, that okay. was that was one example. Interesting. Um, let's see. There's the Baron Steen slash Baron Stain bears. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing this before. It's actually the Baron Stain bears. Right. That's the books from when we were little kids about mm-hmm. all the bears and they do cool things. Yep. yep. Okay. There's uh, Looney Tunes mm-hmm. How do you spell Tunes? T-O-O-N-S No, It's Looney T-U-N-E-S Oh, okay mm-hmm. uh, Let's see uh, Snow White There's okay. uh, the Was it the evil witch? The evil queen? Mm-hmm. She says a, a famous line when she's talking in the mirror What is it? Mirror, mirror on the wall? Nope It's Magic Mirror on the Wall.
1: Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. But we always remember it as Mirror, Mirror. Yep. There's even that song from the 90s, that pop song. Mirror, mirror, hanging on the wall. Mm,
0: Sure there is. Your little sister would probably remember what it was. Okay. Um, The Monopoly Man. Does Mm -hmm. he have a monocle or does he not have a monocle? He does not have a monocle. That is correct. Okay. Um, Pikachu. Does his tail have a black spot? Or a black tip or no black tip? Uh, Probably the wrong question. I answer. don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It Has does a black not. tip. Oh, okay. It does. Not. A lot of people think it does. Okay. Uh C three PO. Is he all gold?
1: Yeah. Well, brass or whatever, but yeah, gold.
0: Nope. Okay. His uh leg. One of his legs is not, it's like silver interesting but you can go back and see and i guess maybe in the first one you're thinking about it it because the sand was reflecting off of it oh but if you go back you can see that like it actually is interesting one is uh like silver okay uh sally fields oscar speech
1: okay do you remember that one i mean i was little but i think i remember she's famous for saying you like me you really like me yes okay she did not say that she said
0: i can't deny the fact that you like me right now you like me
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, a big one that a lot of people think is Luke, I am your father from Star Wars. Okay. And Darth Vader is like, Luke, I am your father.
1: Yeah, he says, I am your father, but I don't think he says Luke.
0: Nope, okay. he doesn't. He says, no,
1: I no, I am your father. Uh, is that your James Earl Jones impression <laughs> right there?
0: It is at 8.36 p.m. Okay. Um. How about... The famous show with the women on HBO that uh, they're in New York. Sex so- in the City? What was it? Sex and the City? And the City? Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Okay. A lot of people think it's Sex in the City. Interesting. I thought it was Sex in the City. Huh. No, yeah. it's and. Yeah. I guess when you say it really fast, it just sounds it like it. It does a- kind of sound sex like Sex in it. the City. Yeah. 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 So I can see where that comes from. All right. Uh, I'll do, let's see, one more. Okay. Uh, Cruella DeVille. How do you spell her last name? Uh, I'm going to say capital D-E capital V-I-L-L-E. That's what a lot of people think. But Is it is. just devil? Yep, it's just really? devil. Really interesting. Yep. Capital D-E capital V-I-L. All right. So this is interesting because some
1: are trickier than others. The spelling ones, it's like, all right, well, I just didn't think about it that much. And like even the C-3PO one, like, all right, well, I guess I didn't didn't pay attention to his leg that much, right? <laughs> but then others feel I don't know, like I feel more strongly about some than others. Mm-hmm. Like the Sally Field one is surprising because I feel like people quote that as a meme a lot or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's misquoted. So
0: So speaking of that, um, like memes and whatnot, yeah, do, do a call back to the earlier about okay. the Matrix. Yeah. A lot of people think that um Morpheus from The Matrix says What if I told you? And you'll see that in memes a lot. What if I told you? Yeah. What if I told you? Hmm. Like this, this, these memes right here. See? Oh, interesting. So tons of them. He never says that. Yeah, I don't remember that from the
1: movie. But now that you show me the picture of the memes, Mm -hmm. I I can see where people are picking that up from. Yeah.
0: So I wonder. I wonder if like that's like these memes and these other things that we see that aren't necessarily what had happened Mm -hmm. is like imprinting on us. us. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: I think you're right, and in a minute, we'll dig into kind of some of the science around this. How's that sound? I can't wait. All right, so the Mandela effect. Mm -hmm. Is it real? What do you think? You think yes? I mean, probably? (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's kind of a trick question, right? Yes. Because... Obviously, a lot of people do have the same false memory of things. So, Mm -hmm. the effect, I guess you can say, is obviously real. Mm -hmm. But I guess the real question is what do we think is the real cause of it? So, do you think it's really memes? Oh, it's memes. Yeah, it's memes. It's memes. Memes Memes are are what's doing this. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) great. Science has yet to prove that it's really bits and pieces of time travel ripples or. Uh, a multiverse crossover or something like that.
0: But so like I'll just bust in here. Okay, do you believe in the multiverse or like there I do believe in the multiverse. Like, uh, like realities folded upon each other. Or... I do. Hmm. I definitely do, but even that has not been
1: proven. Mm-hmm. But I guess as it pertains to this, we can't really prove that this is connected to a theory like that, but we can't not prove it. I don't know what the, what does that even mean? <laughs> anyway. God, I'm just going to get back on track here and say, what does the science say about this? And so far scientists are saying that a lot of this is really just kind of like a byproduct of how we are perceiving reality because we, as humans, we perceive reality through memory. Mm -hmm. We process our day-to-day events. Even what we're doing right now is not technically in real time because our brain has to process it. So it's a fraction behind real time. Mm -hmm. So, Because all of our sense of reality is is processed through memory, our memory is super, super malleable. And what does that mean? That means It means it's it's squishy squishy, like clay. And (laughs) do you mind say that? No. Oh. But that means that we can be contaminated by different similar events or influences from memes, for example. So Mm -hmm. things in pop culture, things in the news that we see these can all influence the way that we imprint our memories. And there's been a lot of study on memory in general, on how reliable it is or not. And there were a couple of parts that I thought were really interesting, which I thought I would bring up here. Okay. Um, Bring them up. Pertaining to about how memory isn't always super accurate, Mm -hmm. even though we really sometimes firmly believe it is. Mm -hmm. So in 1977, There was a study by uh, two researchers, Roger Brown and James Kulik. And they coined the term flashbulb memories, which I think we have heard a lot over time. Flashbulb memories, right? A flashbulb is something that's like a big bright flash. Like the camera? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So basically, a flashbulb memory, as they defined it, was a memory where the circumstances in which one has first learned of a very surprising and consequential event. So basically... Uh, basically these are memories that are formed by something that's really traumatic or emotional or like a big watershed moment. So we we tend to, as humans, we tend to like imprint those with a greater weight than other memories. Mm-hmm. So they did a study on this back in the 70s by um, doing a survey about people who, rem- and how well people remembered the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Okay. And so what they found was that the event was very vivid in their mind but a lot of the details around how they learned about first learned about that were getting fuzzier with time so for example people could remember my school secretary told me about it but they couldn't necessarily remember what her hairstyle was at the time for example Hmm, so all the details around these vivid memories were getting fuzzier with time becoming Um, less vivid yeah exactly exactly And a more recent study, in 2015, um, there were researchers at NYU that published a study about um, the memories of Mm 9-11. So this was a long-term study. And what they did was they interviewed people um, really shortly after the attacks of 9-11, then a year later, and then three years later. And what they wanted to do was compare how accurate, quote-unquote accurate, that information was. Okay. So, for example, how close was it to things that were facts reported? Mm -hmm. And then over time, how much of the same memory did they recall? How did they recall that memory the same way over time? Mm -hmm. And what they found was that when it came to, like, the facts about the attacks, you know, the towers, the planes, things like that, Mm -hmm. people were able to recall that pretty well but the details about how they felt emotionally and what was around them and where they were were starting to get fuzzier over time. And that was even only just after three years. Wow. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Um, And then in addition, in 2014, uh, two scientists at MIT, Steve Ramirez and Zhu Lu, I might be butchering that name, apologies. Zhu. But uh, they found that we are able to plant false memories they were able to do a study where they planted false memories in mice so they were able to prove that they could actually make a mouse think that they had a memory of something that they had never actually experienced before
0: i have a puzzled look on my
1: face okay y'all can't see it but yeah. i have a
0: puzzled look on my face. tell me
1: mike why are you puzzled
0: uh implanting memories in a mouse yeah
1: so basically what, what they did so basically what they did was they had kind of like a control group where they had mice in like a box or whatever, and there was nothing scary or whatever in that box. Okay. Then they had another group where in the box, a mouse would endure like an electric shock when something happened. Then they took that memory of the electric shock and put it into the, into the mind of the mouse who was never actually in that box. And then when that same, uh, when that same environment was presented to the mouse, the mouse reacted in fear there's going to be a shock, even though the mouse had never actually been shocked.
0: How did they, did they make it? Them gets watch very scientific TV? and okay. whatever. Yeah, but but that's what happened. Yes, that's what happened. <laughs> High level overview of kind of that right. story. Yeah, Thank you. they they basically proved
1: that memories can be implanted, hmm. and. There's been some research that kind of shows like how this can even be done in a social context within humans, which Mm -hmm. goes back to the term like gaslighting, which we've heard a ton in the last year of the political landscape and all that, Yep. where people can really be influenced by things that they see, people in their community, people they look up to, people Mm -hmm. in our leadership, all that can really influence things and make people feel a certain way that they may not have felt
0: before or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure that like having multiple people saying the same or like confirming the same thing, even if it's false, like that just grows. Exactly. And builds the, that memory. Exactly. Of reality. Exactly. Was, yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's still a lot of work being done around false memory, which I think is super, super interesting. And right now just to like, it's super high level, but they're doing studies right now to see how um, false, me- false memory may be more um, impactful for people as we age. So, for example, people who are older may be more susceptible to false memories, and they're also doing studies on how recreational drugs or even marijuana can make you more susceptible to false memory. So, really interesting. I'm really curious to see where this goes as we keep studying it. That is very interesting, Steve.
0: Thank you for presenting that high-level overview. You. you are so welcome, Mike. Have you heard of the word confabulation? Um, I don't know. Is that a J.K. Rowling word from
1: Harry Potter? <laughs> confabulate no it is not. not it does sound like a
0: spell doesn't it, it does sound like a spell tell oh, me so what I, it is and then we'll and then
1: i'll f- use it to confabulate
0: you thanks so i was researching as well but i didn't want to over like step on your toes okay of what you were looking at and i dug into this which was a excerpt from this i think paper or baby book i don't know it wasn't clear what it was okay uh from dr jessica burnin and dr amanda wiggins okay uh and it was called confabulation i was like oh these also sound like harry potter names by the way <laughs> dr wiggins <laughs> yes. dr wiggins professor... i confabulate you professor boonin yeah Bunin. all right anyway what did they find so confabulation is a neuropsychiatric disorder wherein in a patient generates a false memory okay. without the intention of deceit. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Okay,
1: so that's kind of like the whole thing that we're talking about here. Like mm-hmm. we're not
0: we're not trying to deceive anybody with these false memories, mm-hmm. but but you're having the false memories like Right. Yeah, finding those. Yeah, and so, kind of along that
1: line, it kind of points back to what you were talking about, like with the memes. Like mm-hmm. that is likely influencing the the Morpheus from the Matrix case, mm-hmm. but they're not trying to. It's just somebody created a meme, thought mm-hmm. it was funny, it took off, and now because people have seen it so much, mm-hmm. they remember it that way. Yeah, exactly. Okay, or they remember
0: that being in the movie. Right. Yeah. Right. So the patient believes that the statement is true. Okay. And and then I guess they describe it as honest lying. Oh, interesting. So the hypothesis is that the patient generates information as a uh, compensatory mechanism to fill holes in one's memory.
1: Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, That's interesting. Yeah. And it could be the confabulations can include small details such as birthdays, uh, or they may be fantastical and more broadly based. Interesting. Yeah. They can be believable or bizarre. Weird. But, yeah, I
1: thought that was really kind of interesting. It is interesting. It kind of reminds me, too, of, like, we've been watching a lot of Law & Order SVU while we cook dinner lately. Mm -hmm. And on that show, one of the plot points that comes up quite often is that witnesses are not always super reliable
0: with what they're remembering. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when you were talking about how, Mm -hmm. like, the 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 nine eleven example yeah I was like okay well the, this is gonna you know screw me if I, I anything happens to me and I get pointed or right I get pointed out as being like an offender or something right. and I get taken into custody and somebody can think that they saw me totally but it wasn't me yeah yeah yeah
1: it's funny too because uh well, well we'll talk about it in a minute when we we're gonna talk about some some fun references to this in pop culture but this this part reminded me of one of the examples so all right. I'll save it well let's get to that all right. Okay, so this idea of false memories has been in pop culture for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And I think... What if I told you? What if I told you? Exactly. (laughs) Thank you, Morpheus. You're welcome. Um, But I thought maybe we can talk about some of my favorite examples, uh, which I think are actually some of the best examples in recent pop culture. Okay. So Total Recall from 1990, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie by Paul Verhoeven. Okay. You Remember this movie? Yep. Of course, right? So this one's all about... um, in the future, and you can you can pay to have a false memory purposely implanted in your brain. And the whole idea there is, like, it's cheaper to have a false memory vacation than to actually take the time and money to go on vacation.
0: Hmm.
1: And because, again, all of our reality is based on memory and perception, like, if you implanted a memory, you wouldn't know the difference between if you took it or you didn't. So in this movie, they go to do that, and then something goes wrong, or Arnold Schwarzenegger goes to have this procedure. It unlocks a repressed memory, or he then suddenly remembers being a spy. And then the rest of the movie is all about he can't tell what's a memory or a fake implant planted memory. And espionage and chaos ensues. So it sounds
0: like my life. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> yeah. It's just so tell weird. me about is it. Is it I don't know. No? You don't ever feel that way? No. Like, oh, I'm doing something, but this feels... Like I've done it before. Ooh, like deja vu. Mm kind of, but not really. Like uh, a little bit more deeper than that. Okay. Or maybe, maybe it's part of the parallel, like in the parallel universe, like Ooh, you're doing the something. multiverses are overlapping. Yes. Yeah. And you're being like you're in that point and you're converging. Yes. Convergence. All right. Is this just how that lady was? It a woman or uh, who wrote those books? The Convergence and Divergence and
1: Oh Veronica Roth. Yeah. 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 Maybe she Divergent. Was, divergent yeah because she was divergent from the rest of the masses who went a certain way and she went another or whatever yeah all right (laughs) that's another good reference though interesting okay my next one is inception the movie inception from Mm -hmm. 2010 christopher nolan stars leonardo dicaprio so that one's all about There's a group of professional thieves and they have found a way to enter people's dreams in order to steal information. And that crew gets hired to enter the mind of a specific target in order to implant a false memory. And then chaos ensues. (laughs) So I loved that movie when it came out and kind of preparing for today's episode, it made me want to watch it again because there's something just so interesting about this whole concept of like, what is reality? You know, thinking about this one and total recall, like, how would we even know like, you know, kind of like what you were just saying, how do we know that our memories are real? Yes. You know, it's really interesting to think about with our own memories. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to make my brain hurt. I don't want to (laughs) stop. Yeah.
1: All right. Which which points to uh, my last uh, pop culture reference. And I know you have one more after this, but my last one is Recursion, which is a book from 2018 by Blake Crouch and Blake Crouch wrote, Uh, The Wayward Pine series. He wrote another great book called Dark Matter. Uh, But this book is basically about a scientist who finds a way to invent a device that allows you to go back and have like a do-over of a specific memory. Hmm. And she's doing this because she wants to find a way to like cure Alzheimer's and like undo Alzheimer's basically. So she's trying to do go back in a specific memory for a person? Yeah. So like basically if you had if you had a specific memory that you wanted to relive, you could sit into this device Mm. and go back and then relive that memory. Mm, Very interesting. But something goes wrong where... Of course. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Where they then then they find out that you can not only go back into the memory, but you also, whoever is going into that memory, because it's only like one person at a time or whatever, Mm -hmm. can change the memory. Okay. Thus sort of like altering splitting off into another multiverse and altering reality more or less Whoa. so then it would have ripple effects and it changes so the whole plot of this book is that um in the future in a short future not too distant future all of a sudden um there's a a, a pandemic starts going out but instead of a virus like we're in experiencing right now mm-hmm. it is a, a false memory syndrome where all of a sudden people are just like Snap. And all of a sudden they have double or even triple memories of another life that they previously didn't remember living. Whoa. And a lot of this is because of the ripples of this thing that you find out. And then of course So chaos all because scenes.
0: that one person went back into their memory? It
1: gets okay. much more complicated. Well, then, yeah, than don't, that. Don't, it's it's an excellent book. Okay, it's so good. Me. And uh Netflix bought the rights to it a few years ago, and Shonda Rhimes Woo! has actually been hired to write it into a movie and show. Shonda Land. Shonda Land. So I'm really excited about it. That was probably my favorite book that I read in 2018 or 19. Probably my
0: favorite book of that year. I loved it. Huh. So in in listening to you talk about these different examples, I was thinking like, okay, so if somebody could go back into their memory and right. implant a new one. Mm-hmm. So say I implant, I went back in mind and planted that I'm a samurai warrior. Mm-hmm. And I guess would I actually be able to like know the – Like the moves and all that thing. Like that would be really cool. That's sort of like what they do in the the Matrix. Matrix. Yeah, Yeah.
1: exactly. It's like, I know Kung Fu. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. There's something really interesting about that, though. Mm -hmm. You know, like I always say, you know, like when I hear you speaking Spanish once in a while, I'm always Mm -hmm. like, oh, I wish I spoke another language. And, of course, there's never too late and I could learn. But, like, how awesome would that be if I could just, like, go back in time, I learned a language, and now snap back to current time, and now I know that language. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But what ripple effects would that cause? Hmm. Yeah. Or what has it already caused? Oh, snap. All right. So I think you have one more pop culture reference.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> in looking for things called the Mandela Effect, I yes. found that there was a movie that came out in 2019, which I vaguely remember. Maybe I didn't. Maybe this is the Mandela Effect. Ooh. But I vaguely, <laughs> vaguely remember uh, seeing like, seeing the the trailer for it or okay. like something announcement for this movie. Okay. It's like a little indie movie, I think. But okay. uh yeah, it came out in twenty nineteen and it has a bunch of these different things uh implanted in it. So like uh Jif. Oh. The peanut butter. Uh-huh. Uh I guess a lot of people think it's Jiffy. Oh, uh, no I didn't think that some one. people did think it was Jiffy. So okay. in like in the trailer you see like Jiffy peanut butter. But okay. It looks like Jif. All right. Uh and just a bunch of other things like that. But it's like there's a glitch in the matrix, basically. Interesting. The guy's like a video game programmer, so there's a lot of like programming and things like that, and the the life starts glitching out. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah, maybe we should watch that movie. Maybe, but it got a twenty percent Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh, so... Okay, maybe I'll just watch the trailer then. <laughs> <laughs> you get the gist from there. Yeah. Cool. So, Steve, since you did all this research and you learned more about the Mandela Effect, the yeah. memory and um. Uh, recalling totals mm-hmm. um what do you think about it i think it's actually really interesting
1: and i think what's really interesting is that with a lot of the examples people and even myself to some extent like you feel so confident about your memory and how mm-hmm. you remember something only to find out that it's not real and like even you 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 had that example of big and like you were determined to find proof that it existed but yet you can't no yeah, so, our
0: memories, betr- my memory betrayed me, and like right. other people's are too, but yeah, in a like a more scaled way, right? Which is kind of scary. It is. I think it's. I think that's what's so
1: interesting to me about it is like, again, so much of our perception of reality is based on memory, and we have such an emotional attachment to all kinds of memory mm-hmm. that like if that's altered with or fades away or changes in some way, like it it does feel scary. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I'm, I, I think this has sparked me to um, maybe Let's do go more back in time to, no, change not your to go back in time. No, <laughs> but to do more reading and research about just memory in general. I think it's just it's very interesting.
0: Well, I can't wait for the Cliffs Steve Notes uh, short version uh, synopsis uh, of what you're going to be reading and learning and researching. You'll be waiting a while, almost as long as it took you to get that out. <laughs> so rude! <laughs> I want to go back and change my memories of this point right now.
1: Right. Well, if anybody's interested in further reading in our show notes for this episode, we'll have links to a lot of the research that we did. There's some some really cool studies that you can read through. So, um, But I think that's it for this week. Yep. All right. Music for the show is by Adi Goldstein and Dimitri Banoff with vocals by Chad Consolmo. Thanks, Chad. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.